broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Chats with Brent Martineau. Well, welcome to my front yard, everybody, here on a Wednesday edition of Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We are in Canton, Ohio, and uh, what a beautiful day it is, by the way. And we are some, I don't know, maybe three football fields away from the Pro Football Hall of Fame right now. We rented a house here with the Action Sports Shacks crew, and uh, we've got a heck of a spot uh, for it. And maybe if you check it out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, well, you'll be able to see the goalposts acting as utility poles right over my left shoulder. So probably like uh, your right side of your picture, as I explain that. Brent Martineau, Aaron Schachter back in the Action Sports Shack Studios. Casey Kurtz pushing all the buttons. You guys survived yesterday without me. Uh, and I got the. I asked how the show went. It sounded like you guys didn't want me to come back. <laughs> I told you, Casey, man, he put in the work for me yesterday. I wasn't feeling I've been. I've been staying up way too late. I don't know if you uh, know this, Brent, but when you hit 40 years old, you, like, have to go to sleep by 7 p.m. or the world falls apart. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. It just depends what you're used oh, to. That's what uh, I thought it was. What is late for you? I mean, late for me is, like, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. You know I'm up really early, oh, okay. so, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Like, what's early, like, what time do you get up? I mean, I'll, I'll get up uh, un, unbothered by my children. I'll get up in, like, um, I don't know, anywhere between 5 and 6 o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow, that's early. Yeah, yeah that's early. And then you're on the radio, yeah, like, at right what time? right on the radio yeah. at 6 o'clock. That's yeah. crazy that you can get all yeah. the way in by... It's like a 15, 20-minute drive. It's crazy. It's a long day. That's a long day. That's early. That's late. Brett, that's all when best. you're doing what you love, you don't work a day in your life. Well, that is true. I mean, listen, I, I'm not going to throw you flowers for working a long day. That's for damn sure. But uh, <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> but anyway, I'm glad Casey picked you up yesterday. Yeah. It's nice when Dragged you get picked up by your teammates. Well, he's got these broad, hairy shoulders. He's got to use them for something. <laughs> Give up on the shoulders, bro. <laughs> that's uh, Hey, guess. listen. I'm going to be completely honest. Obviously, we're going to talk a lot about the Hall of Fame. And I, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not going to do three hours on the Hall of Fame. Uh, but we'll also talk a little bit about the Jags game. We've got some stuff around the league going on. Uh, Vin Scully. Oh, the late, great Vin Scully. Uh, you just popped the top, it sounded like, in, in his honor. Yeah, uh, Casey's Casey chugging a Celsius to the <laughs> pour one out for the homie Vin Scully. Pour one out to the yeah, homie. Yeah, I mean, oh, what a great life. What a wonderful man. Imagine if we could all be remembered like Vin Scully. Man. Right? Not only the pipes, uh, the velvety tones, the, the, the poetry behind a microphone is, is the best way I can describe it. But then on top of that, he seems like the world's nicest man. And if you talk to people or see what people are writing that knew him, they say he really is. Yeah. So that is cool. Like, uh, there are a lot of great people in the broadcasting business that are not that, quite frankly. So um, I, what, uh, I, I say it again, Bill Russell earlier in the week, and it's kind of a sad day that he's gone. Of course, we hate to see anybody go, but what a life to celebrate. And uh, people like that bring a smile to your face because they just jog your, your mind with so many memories. We'll hear some of the calls of Vin Scully, and we'll definitely uh, talk a little bit more about him because I, I think uh, he certainly is someone everybody knows. And, and that's the other part of it. Generations of people know how cool is that. Uh, it's not just one uh, era or couple of decades it, it's well beyond that so i think that part's really cool but let me tell you a little bit about uh, canton ohio and we've been anticipating this week guys for 
so long. I mean, years and years and years with Tony Vaselli, of course. Uh, I've been here before. Went to school just down the road a couple hours away from here, not even a couple hours. And so we had been before. We came last year. We went to do a story on Urban Meyer. We came back and did some stuff at the Hall in anticipation of Tony Vaselli uh, getting in eventually and hopefully this year, in which he did. Uh, but I will tell you this. You ever go to a place where or, or you talk about something, um, maybe it's a vacation, a destination, and you're like, man, I really want to go, or I really want to go, I can't wait till this happens, and then all of a sudden so much time passes by, and you're like, okay, well, I guess we're going. And then you get there, and you're like, oh, that's why we were, we were anticipating it. It, it. it already feels cool is what I'm getting at. Like, yeah. it's, it is cool to be here. You can feel the vibe. You can tell that it's a special week, not only here, but for uh, the city of Jacksonville and for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, that's what I'm trying to put into words. Vin Scully would have done a heck of a better job. <laughs> but I, I, I think... I just think that's neat. That's a neat feeling. Like, we go on the road in a lot of places. I don't take that for granted. But I do think this has a special feel to it. So for all the fans that are coming up later this week or making their way already, I think you're going to feel that too. And I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, Casey actually was talking about how many people, he's surprised how many people are going out there for this. Not that it's not a big deal, obviously, but for the amount of people that are going, you know, there's a big caravan headed your way. Yeah, and well... Everybody driving too. Shout out to y'all, man. Just be like big, big money Martino and fly. You know what I'm saying? What, Everybody though, doesn't have that that ability, I with, guess. With all the delays and cancellations, though, you may make it there before the flight would. It's a long well, drive, though. I I respect I, you, people. I tell you what. I can give you that story. It's like a 12-hour drive. I think we we did that, Casey, as you remember, uh, last year when we were um, we went up to Trevor's hometown and then up to Urban's hometown, and then back through here, and so we drove a bunch uh, uh, last January. So two Januarys ago. It's not a terrible trip, by the way, for the folks that are making their way now through like West Virginia and other spots. It's really not a bad trip, and to your point about the uh, flights, you know, we've had some success, thankfully. Uh, hopefully we do on the way home. But uh, our news crew that's coming up here, uh, they have just told us that I guess it's lightning back home in Jacksonville and stuff, and so they're delayed, and now they might have some troubles getting here when I they were supposed tell you to get here sunny tonight. I outside right now. <laughs> oh, really? I, I, I cannot even uh, describe to you how bright and sunny now, it is. Now, granted, this is Florida well, at the airport. At the airport, yeah, you may have tor- yeah, tornadoes happening, but uh, yeah, it's super sunny at the uh, radio station. Okay, yeah, so I mean, I guess up north there were some or is some or whatever, or maybe they were talking about their their uh, wherever their connection flight is, um, and I misunderstood. Hopefully not possibly, Houston. But, but to your point, I mean, driving is almost like a safer bet, uh, potentially, to get up. So I think you're going to feel that excitement. I've told you this before. I've heard from the Jags and from people at the Hall of Fame that they were completely impressed with the amount of interest and turnout and tickets bought uh, for from the 904, That's you know, great. from Jags fans. So uh, th- th- there's what's really cool. You know what's neat about the Jags organization uh, in, in a lot of ways is that you can be not Casey's age, but you can be our age, Aaron, and which is com- not old, although we joke about old. being old, but it's not old. I mean, you're way older and, than me, but that's okay. <laughs> so much yeah. older. But you can be that, and, and even Casey, if Casey grew up in Jacksonville, he grew up on the other side of the state, but like for my kids who are 17, you can have almost experienced everything that the organization has done. Yeah. You know? The I mean, whole like, roller coaster seriously, ride, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the whole thing. Like, if you're 40 years old, Let's just say 40, but this even if you're like 35, you might. You remember when they got a team. 
you remember the moment. You remember the newspaper articles. You remember what it was like. You, you remember watching TV. You remember the Pro Football Hall of Fame game against Carolina. Like, that was the first game. Like, I, I don't because I wasn't there. I got there in 2008, so I missed half this franchise's existence pretty much. But for you folks that did experience that, like, how cool is that? that you saw that and now the symmetry of also playing another Pro Football Hall of Fame game here 27 years later, but the reason why you're doing it, because you're getting your first Jacksonville Jaguar in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Like, that, that's really cool. Like, how many, you'd have to go back to so many, or you'd have to go back to the 1950s or 40s that's to experience crazy. that in so many different organizations. And so while we talk about the organization of the Jags being a baby sometimes, which it is, it's in its infancy still as relative to so many sports franchises, that is the cool part of it, is that there are so many in Jacksonville that have seen every step. And, yes, I know some of it's been very bad. But this week it's not. This week is really cool. You, you, you welcome in another era of coaching. <laughs> That's getting old. <laughs> but hopefully Doug Peterson is the guy. You yeah. welcome in a second-year franchise quarterback that they will talk about a lot tomorrow night on TV. You have other players like Travis Etienne who they will talk about a lot on TV even if they're not playing. You get to see the first game ever, the first regular season game ever, the first playoff game ever, the big 96 win. You get to see all the way to 2017 in that high moment. And you get to see Tony Baselli going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the first Hall of Fame. I mean, that is kind of cool if you're 35-plus and you've lived in Jacksonville for all the, that time. You have been able to witness that. You can go to almost any city in America that has a sports franchise, and most of them cannot say that. And, of course, we're missing one big thing, and that's the Super Bowl, and we all can't wait. We hope we see it in our lifetime, all those things. But so, so what is this week? Exactly what I just said. I mean, just think about that for a moment. Let that sink in. I know we, we kind of – I think we take some of it for granted. I think we also – just gloss over it because we've been waiting for Baselli to get in for so long and it seemed like it took too long but I think now is the time to celebrate all those things that is a very poignant moment in the history of uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars of course but I would say Aaron and Casey that the lore of Jacksonville sports history uh, this week will be chronicled for sure oh yeah I mean the city has always had connections to people who have made it and made names for themselves but franchises, few and far between, obviously. So this is a big deal for sure. Yeah, and and by the way, you said it. I mean, the 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 Leroy Butler part of this isn't lost on me either. And I've said this multiple times, but two people from the Hall of Fame have Jacksonville ties, <laughs> like like significant Jacksonville ties. Yeah, man. Going into not just like hey, played a game there or two. You know, one's from there. One's rooted there. Yeah. And the other is about as rooted there as you can be. He's lived more than half his life now in Jacksonville. And that's Tony Baselli. So be as Jacksonville as Jacksonville can be. Uh, I mean, that is amazing. That is an unbelievable thing. For a franchise that has really floundered at times. I mean, that alone shows you what it can be, what it has been at times, and, and the amount of... Uh, talent we have in this area because then you do start talking about uh, the Bob Hayes and the Brian Dawkins and the Harold Carmichaels and the rest. So, I mean, though, it, it's really a pretty cool uh, trip down memory lane and a chance to create more memories for that next generation and, and some 80, 100 years from now. Uh, like I said, this, this one will be pretty docu well documented. Uh, one other thing I want to tell you about, at least to set this thing up and, and just uh, set the scene here from Kent, uh, this is a cool town. You know, I wouldn't say, like, Canton, Ohio is, like, a must-destination. I mean, it's really not. 
<laughs> but I love the, the there's like this dynamic here, guys, where this is has a very small town feel. You know, think about your. your it really looks modest. that way right behind you with the uh, the houses on the street and the goalposts in the background. It looks very homey. Absolutely, right? Like kind of where you grew up. Like uh, there's no doubt this was somebody's like grandmother's house that yeah. they're staying in, right? You know what and it reminds me of? Have you ever been to uh, Lambeau Field? I assume I you have. No, but I bet it feels like this. So when I was traveling with the team back in 07, 08, working on the broadcast team, we go to Lambeau in August, which is a great time to go because you certainly don't want to be there in the winter. But uh, we go out to Lambeau, and for those who've never been to Lambeau, it's so surreal. It's this historic stadium that you've seen, like, pictures of dozens of times, and it's plopped right in the middle of this tiny neighborhood with houses, like, across the street from the stadium in any other city, you've just got empty parking lots for all the cars, but at Lambeau, across the street from the stadium is, like, your friend's house and your aunt's house. And all these people put up signs, $10 parking game day, $20 parking game day, and they all give out their lawns for parking. That's really cool. And that's, crazy. I think we're going to get, like, you can't see it, but there's a, when we got here, there's a, um, uh, like a sign. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it's just a sign. It's a, I'm having a hard time with it. But anyway, it, look at it as a sign that you hang on your door, and it's uh, this circular thing, and it says, like, Pro Football Hall of Fame festivities or something like that. And you see a lot of Hall of Fame signs on this neighborhood uh, houses. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of pride in that, mm. uh, that, that this is the home. This is, this is where the greatness lives in this, this small little town that probably you wouldn't remember for too much else other than President McKinley. Uh, That's a good ball. was born down the, down the road. <laughs> That's a good ball. Um, I don't even know yeah. how that is. But I get it, man. Small <laughs> town, right? Next town over, it's like the world's biggest ball of yarn. And then next to Canton, it's the Football Hall of Fame. It's a big step up. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, not only that, but take a, take a, uh, think about this. So you got this small town. you got this huge event here. They've added to it a lot. Like behind me, seriously, and I know the, the video feed won't be able to show all this, but you can see my Twitter, and, and we'll show you on TV tonight, CBS 47, Fox 30 as well. They've, built, they've really revamped this uh, Hall of Fame over the last few years. It's been under construction uh, where they built like a dome. They have a high school that's like right in the middle of this campus of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It, it's Very McKinley cool. High School, right? I mean, and it's a... It has been or was a powerhouse in football, so much so that I think I've shared this story before. Maslin is a rival of them, and when they play in football, they fill the actual stadium that the Jags are going to play in tomorrow. Like, that's how big of a game it is. That's how big high school football is around here. Western PA, Eastern Ohio, I don't have to t tell you about all the greats that have come from this area that have made it to the NFL and, and probably to this Hall of Fame. Uh, but they built these new turf fields and added to it, and you can tell now they use it as like a youth sports complex. Uh, so, like, this is the town, right? This is kind of the lifeblood of it. But the NFL, when it first came here, I would say, I mean, how, how much the size the NFL is now versus then? I mean, the NFL has ballooned to this giant, you know? You're talking but, yeah, in popularity. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah right? Yeah. And that you still have this little kind of, uh, I'm not going to call it quaint, but homey feel, small town here and now this giant has like has put its it's not leaving you know yeah. a lot of times you see those the giants take it away but no it's just this perfect mesh for a week um of of the giant nfl in the history of of canton ohio and i think you can feel that that's really kind of neat so if you ever get a chance to come here i think you could feel it any time but i think we're going to feel it a little bit on steroids here this week because of uh 
everything that has taken place. So I'm trying to set the scene for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's true. Uh, Lyle Alzado <laughs> from a football. Uh, DeAndre reference, Hopkins, baby. Apparently, yes. Did he ever win that appeal? He didn't win that appeal, did he? Nah, bro, he's still suspended. Yeah, he's not going to win that appeal. Um, anybody else get suspended today? Has anybody <laughs> lost draft picks today? Like, not, not yet. yet. <laughs> not yet. The day is still young, though. <laughs> it's only noon on the I'm West Coast. You guys talked about this yesterday, and I'm not a big fan of going back and revisiting everything you talked about, so I'm not going to do it. But I did have this question, and I, and I was curious. Do you think in part the NFL or the findings of yesterday had to do anything with kind of like, okay, let's close the book on Deshaun Watson and get that in the rear view, even though this situation's not great? Let's start stop talking about Deshaun Watson and the women. Uh, we'll talk instead about integrity in the sport and stealing draft picks and getting draft picks and Tom Brady and, and all the rest. Like, do you think that was calculated or did it just happen that those came out like 24 hours apart? Well, I know Casey doesn't believe that this is a coincidence and Not I don't chance. necessarily believe in coincidences at all. So I'm with Casey on this one. I think it was very deliberate that they announced the findings and and the unprecedented findings, which they were sure to point out over and over again mm -hmm. on the day that the Watson stuff came out. Watson comes out in the morning, they wait a couple of hours, and then this bombshell hits in the afternoon. Yeah, not a coincidence at all. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, and by the way, doesn't that speak volumes to the fact that they're not going to appeal this thing? Yes. Yes. But as raised all today, day, right? Yes, today's the deadline. But, you know, on, yeah. on ESPN 690 all day, you hear show after show talk about the, uh, the, the juxtaposition, and I have to agree that this is going to be one of those things that brings the Watson thing back up again to the forefront. You potentially now have Watson coming back in October during Breast Cancer Awareness Month wearing pink celebrating women oh, on the geez. field. That's just, that's a messy situation. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah, that's, there's going to be, there, listen, you can't stop the story. Sure. There's going to be tangents to the story that continue to get uh, the, the best way to stop the story from a Deshaun Watson standpoint is really uh, he can't stop uh, or con control anything else, but he can control himself and he better not find himself in any more trouble. Oh, man. Could you imagine if we get 10 more complaints, new ones this year? What does the league do? Hey, did you real quick? Did you guys see the towel they handed out at uh, Brown's camp today? Did not. It says raw power. <sighs> Is what it looks like if you're watching the stream. Try to get dip right there. We gave those oh, away. Oh boy! How stupid! Do I you got have what, to, how like tone deaf do you have? Very to be? tone deaf. And and stop me if you guys spend a lot of time on this too. But again, uh, not necessarily my reaction to the dolphin stuff, but more some reaction that's come out over the last 24 hours, including how big of a deal is it that Tom Brady has been involved with the only three times a forfeiture of a first-round pick took place? Apparently like, is not, that a big deal? Apparently not, because they're not, they're not getting this dude in trouble. He's ever. the GOAT. He he's the GOAT. I mean, for a guy who can't scramble, he's out of that pocket in a hurry when they come with the fines and suspensions. You're not cheating. You're not trying, Tommy. <laughs> Rubbin's racing for Tom Brady. But i, I got to be honest with you guys. It doesn't bother me. And I'm wondering if it should. Like, first of all, the videotaping stuff. Like, that wasn't Brady. Like, yeah, he was his team. But, I mean, he didn't, like, order them to videotape, right? Back right but he's using the resources. Okay, well, but, uh, whatever. You are you're you don't know what your boss, our bosses are doing to use re We don't know if it's being, I mean, we hope it's, or I, I don't think there's a fair, um, like, analogy in our world. 
But, like, seriously, you don't know what decisions are being made above you, even if you're Tom Brady. Like, hey, Tom, Amen. guess what? We stole this video. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like, they, they probably were. Don't you think the players were just watching the video back then? Like, I don't know if they knew what they were I think, maybe they the think it's pretty were. suspect because they don't often get video breakdown of another team's practice. I think they think it's suspect. Mad sus. <laughs> Well, I just don't put that on Brady. Okay, Deflate Gate is all on Brady. Sure. Right? He's a big part of that. And now this one, is this Brady's problem? I think it should be. Obviously, the league disagrees with me because they're not going to penalize him. But, I mean, here's a guy who was fielding those calls over the course of years. It's not like he accidentally took a call from Stephen Ross. Hey, what's up, buddy? Oh, that's what you want to talk about? Never mind. It was years of conversations and negotiations, not just with Stephen Ross, but with Bruce Spiel, that co-chair and uh, executive vice president over there in Miami as well. He's guilty, and no one wants to penalize him because he's the GOAT, well, and he's 87 years old today. Well, happy birthday, Tom. Why do you yeah, keep saying birthday. penalize? Is it penalize? <laughs> I say yeah. penalize. 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 Penalize or penal code. What is that? It's not the penal code. <laughs> what is that? That was a disaster. We're going to have to Google this. Penalize oh. is very official. Like it. <laughs> what are we doing? Penalized. This Organization? Is... Are you from Canada? Is that how they say penalized? <laughs> penalized in Canada? Look, I'm looking at Google. I mean, I'm not trying to tell you guys are uneducated or not smart. I wish you would. But I wish you would. They are, they are, they are advocating for penalized. Well, they <laughs> the are also advocating stupid. For I'll play the sound. Casey, pull it up on the computer. You'll see it right there. Oh, the man. Google Translate? All right, hold on. <laughs> Why type you do that? The word, get the definition. You'll see it, man. Well, you do that. By the way, I don't think this is on Brady that much, but you know the folks in Boston, New England, the Patriots fans, they're all mad at Brady now that he was, like, looking around the corner at his next date while he was still playing oh, yeah. for the Patriots. I mean, well, they were on. mad at like, him when he didn't rep them in his retirement speech. They're mad at him now because he's looking at other players. I mean, this guy clearly want, you know, didn't want anything to do with you guys. Penalize. Oh, look at that. What is it? Penalize. Yeah, it is. Casey, you play that too much. We might get an FCC violation. Why is that the voice? <laughs> Why did say. they make that the voice? Listen to this. Gonna, are we penalize. sure? What is that? Are we sure she's saying penalize? Yo. <laughs> Yo. No coincidences. No coincidences. I'm going to play it again. Penalize. But what are we doing, bro? Come on. Look, you guys learn something new every day. Holy cow, Google. Uh, the uh, One last thought uh, on the Brady stuff, just because I brought it up and put a bow on it, on his 45th birthday. Uh, <laughs> what Tom does on his 45th birthday and what I do on my 45th <laughs> Wildly birthday. Wildly different. Not to say. Is your birthday today uh, too, Brent? Like, would that no, be no. But is I it did, close? It would be. Nah, it's like back in May. Back in May. Um, this is, I, I don't think this any of this stuff, even uh, the flake it, I've always said, it's just a footnote in his career. Like, his career has been so good that nothing can tarnish it unless he did, like, like a, maybe like a Deshaun Watson type thing or something. But not like these stupid little, like, I'm taking a first-round pick things. Yeah. I shouldn't say stupid, by the way. They're not stupid in the integrity of the sport. But in his career, they're going to be like these stupid little footnote things. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here for a break. <laughs> Before we... Before, before we penalized. do any more Google, before we get penalized and do any more Google Translate. Penalize. <laughs> we'll be back. Love it. Action money for Shacks on ESPN 690. I would have lost another bet. I haven't lost the one bet yet, though. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Yeah, I'm not really worried about that. I'm just trying to have a good training camp here. Do you have any idea the Dolphins are tampering with your starting quarterback this season? Yeah, focus on training camp here. That's all in the past. Yuck.
<laughs> Make me nauseous. That's Bill Belichick at his best. He wasn't going to answer anything. You know what I hate more than his non-answers is his dumb monotone. That and he never gets penalized. For sure. <laughs> For anything. <laughs> By the way, when the uh, Raiders have a holding call tomorrow, or do you expect uh, whatever official to say, we have a penalty? <laughs> yeah, we on... spit out of Celsius right there. <laughs> I was drinking. Sorry. <laughs> they should insert Google Translate when they do, though. That'll be good. Listen, I realize it leaves you guys sore when I make you feel like you're uneducated or, or not well-read or something. I apologize. It wasn't on purpose. I don't feel no type of way. I'll try and dumb it down for the two of you moving forward. I know what they taught me at Palmetto High School. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't <laughs> no penalized, all right? Not much. Penalized. I was trying to think of another word that, like, could do that. that you know, we say, like, tomato, tomato, but nobody says tomato. Yeah, no one really says you know? that. Potato, uh, potato. What you talking about? Yeah, but nobody, like, is there another play on words that gets kind of, you have it. I mean, I said organization, but that's like hockey guys and Canadians. Like, we know that. That's still different. Um there's I couldn't really come up with one. I mean, I know there are some, and I just can't get it to come to the top of my head right now. But uh, uh, we will, we will, we'll think about it. Uh, you know who would be able to find that? Stuart Weber. Is he a word uh, guy? Well, Stuart Weber probably could find it. That was a good guess, Casey. Thank you. He's right here. Uh, he's also week. just sitting out in the yard chilling. He's just sitting. He's he's done some work. He's looking up flights. He told me. And, you know, when Stuart looks up flights, guys, it could be to absolutely anywhere in the world. It could be. As long as he meets the height requirement. <laughs> Got to be this tall to ride the plane. No, it needs to meet a price requirement. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not a height requirement. Called him cheap and short in 30 <laughs> seconds' time, Stuart. I hope they don't have the speaker going so you can hear all this nonsense. Hey, that's Holy good, cow. Casey. You're defending him. Uh, thankfully, he can't hear the speaker. Good. Right. What about the word data? Oh, data. Ah, data and data. That's a good one. How about pecan and pecan? No, that's stupid. No, that's good, though. Pecan. See, I say pecan. Pecan. I, I think, the, I think the, the true saying, like the people that, like if you grew up in that world, would say pecan. What? Just out of curiosity, what world? The pecan world? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, what? Do they, don't, well, don't, don't they <laughs> grow up? World? Like, where, yeah, where do they farm it? <laughs> like in Georgia and stuff, right? Isn't that... Uh, you know better than me. I have no idea. I'm not from I'm pretty Canada. sure. I don't even eat So, like, things. if, if, you, if you farm pecans, I bet you say pecans. Hmm. That's my guess. Interesting. Right. What about the word leisure? Is it leisure or leisure? I've never no, heard it the other leisure. way. Leisure. I've How about adult? Adult or an adult? Adult. Mm, adult. I'm, I, but people will say adult, but not as frequent. They might even say penalized more than adult. <laughs> Uh, I got one for you. Albany or Albany? Oh, Albany. I don't know. All day. I know. I say Albany all day. From Indiana. <laughs> Albany is what they say in Georgia sometimes. So, hey, those were good. Those were good. Thanks for finding those. Yeah, perfectly. you're welcome. This is but, what I bring uh, to the show. That I asked the question, forehead, baby. I asked the question, do you know who would come up with the word play? You said, Stuart, good guess. I did. 1400 SAT guy. Uh, oh, and, wow. But I would say Vince Scully. And uh, Scully got, uh, we'll hear some of his calls throughout the show, but um, we, he don't, we don't really need to play him. You know him. <laughs> you know. Uh, isn't it interesting to see the reaction sometimes to the passing of people? Oh, yeah. And last night, obviously, that happened pretty late when it came out. I think the Dodgers shared it around like 1045, 11 o'clock last night. And they were and then playing, I was, by the way. And it was were, creepy because yeah. I was watching the I never watched the oh, Dodgers. Really? I was watching the game, and I went on Twitter, and I was like, Yo, they didn't say nothing. And then they came back for break. I was like, this is creepy. I haven't watched the Dodgers all year. 
Wow, that is kind of bizarre. Weird. It, but see, like Vin Scully means something to you, Casey. I think. Yes or no? Um, and it's okay, by the way. Like you can be honest. You're 24 years old. That's why I asked this question. Yeah, like. Yeah, I think does he he means something absolutely like there's yeah I, like, there's, he's not as revered as he would be for say yes. somebody like me that's okay like it's okay to admit that and, and say that's nothing wrong but I I do think if you're like a 75 year old baseball fan an 85 year old baseball fan you cherish oh, and, means and the adore world. Yeah. Ben Scully I think if you're Brent at 45 and obviously in this business I think he's the greatest like there isn't anybody that's that's better than him at what he did. And even your hometown team, usually you'll, you'll side with your guy in sports. We've talked about this in the past. Uh, but I do think even the younger generation, like my kids, uh, maybe not so much Kaylee, they know who Vin Scully is, you know? I mean, isn't that unbelievable yeah. to know who Vin Scully is? And you're like 17 years old? 70 years in the business uh, as far as they're concerned, yeah. But, but even like... Here's the thing, Aaron. You're right. A lot of people spend a lot of, like some people, not a lot, will spend a long time in their careers. But I think a younger generation sometimes be like, who the heck's the old guy? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm living that's, that, man. That's not the case, though. Like, that wasn't the case with him. I think people appreciated him uh, and, and kind of adored him even in a younger way. I'm not saying the 17-year-old kid, but maybe the 27-year-old or 34-year-old or in a way that a lot of people, when they get to that age, are like, okay, they're about done. Get them out. Nobody ever said that about Vin Scully, even younger people. I think they just appreciated uh, his work. And by the way, it wasn't just baseball. I think we all know him for baseball. Um, and, and I will say this. You're a baseball fan, Casey. Uh, Aaron, uh, I don't know how deep of a baseball fan you are. But for us big baseball fans, I get the sense that, like, we know baseball is not the way it used to be in terms of its pecking order in, um, in, in American sports. In a strange way, I feel like there are a few people over the years and, and still to this day that have given us a link to that incredible, incredible pastime when it was America's pastime. And I think Vin Scully might be the biggest of them all in keeping that link. You can turn the color off on your TV and listen and just play it in black and white and his voice will be there. You can do that from the 50s to the 60s to the 70s and beyond. All the great moments from Hank Aaron to Kurt Gibson. And I don't remember sitting there watching Hank Aaron because I couldn't. But I do remember watching Kurt Gibson. And so I think all, I would say the one thing about the younger generation is the fact that they don't, I'm not sure there was a Vince Scully moment maybe in the last 20, 25 years, like those of Hank and, and, and Gibson, um, that they would latch on to. So, uh, but, uh, but it's incredible. It's just an incredible thing to, to see all the positivity and, and the generations that adored him. Um, to your point you were, you were making there, there's like one, and it's not – like you probably have to be like a diehard baseball fan, like, but the one I thought of when I was like pulling clips and stuff, I'll, I guess I'll play it for you here. But like if I – actually, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play it for you. And then you two are going to have to tell me what it is. Like, I bet somebody my age has a better chance of figuring out what this is than you guys, unless you just know. But anyway, this is the clip. Oh, and one to Charlie. Swung on a high fly ball to deep left field. The Dodgers fans empty. If you believe a home run, and the Dodgers have clinched the division and will celebrate on schedule. Any guesses? Uh, um, well, so you said somebody your age. So, I mean, is it like, was that like Max Muncy? 
fucking mm. home run? Like, right. I don't know. No, that was the his last call ever in Dodger Stadium. And it was a walk-off from Charlie Culberson. So, like, that's oh. very cool. recent and relatable. So, like, yeah. I... I went to pull that clip because I was like, I remember watching it because they also won the NL West when that happened. It was like a walk-off to win the game, to win the series, you know, whatever. So that's the one that I thought of. To to the point you're trying to make, it's not as historic as the other ones, but, like, that's the first thing I thought of. Well, and because around that time, Casey, I think what you're getting at, there were a lot of tributes to, to Scully. Right, uh-huh. knowing that this was going to be it, and so you, even as a younger person, were able to uh, appreciate and understand and watch. Wow, this is why everybody's saying yeah. this about it. Listen to that call, and and that's one thing. I mean, that does kind of stand the test of time. Uh, that you appreciate a good call, and and in, in Vince Scully's world, you kind of you almost had to listen to him more because it was eloquence. It was like I've said, poetry. Uh, but there's a re- like you have that, and then you have Gus Johnson. And by the way, Gus is great, mm-hmm. but there's a lot in between, and I think we all know that. I think we still – it's funny how, like, in, in all the world uh, of our stuff has changed. I think the broadcast announcer, especially at the highest of levels in the big events, still means a lot. That's tied to so many memories and emotions, you know? Some of the happiest moments of your life, if you're a sports fan, are or tied worse. to this person – or some of the worst, you're right. Some of the most depressing moments of your life, especially if you're a Mets, Jets, or Nets fan – are tied to your favorite sportscasters. So, I mean, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'll give you one last thing. And, and again, I, I could everybody around the country is going on about uh, Vince Scully today, and, and deservedly so. What a neat thing, right? Uh, but I would say um, you got you know baseballism, Casey? You know that, that company? Mm-hmm. They put out shirts. So, you know, I've worn yes. a bunch of their shirts. They do a lot of cool baseball things. And um, they are not a sponsor like, yet, but apparently, no, it sounds like we're working. On it. Sounds like we're working. Wow, well, listen, yeah, I'd love that. they don't. Uh, they probably aren't going to come to us, but uh, you know, they have almost like riddles on their shirts that you got to figure out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but they have one of Vin Scully. It's just a microphone, and it says Vin. Yeah. And even this like modern day, modern age, like clothing outfit paid tribute to Vin Scully like years ago. This wasn't just like yesterday, you know? This was years ago. And so like that, how many people are like outside of, is he like John Madden in a way? Like in a different way. But but yeah. like if I think of broadcasters that kind of have these personalities that transcend the microphone that, that show up in other areas like a t-shirt, yeah. Madden of course shows up on a video game. I mean, so but he, before the video, like he was just, he was famous for the Telestrator too. He was a uh, such a large personality outside the booth. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, though. I think Vin Scully's much more in that realm. I, I like. I don't want to say more famous because that's not what we're doing here. But I think like more in like I think he's bigger than John Madden. To be honest. Well, I think I it, it's like- baseball, though. You know what I mean? Like baseball. Like when Vin Scully was doing his thing at like the height of it, baseball was the thing. You know what I mean? And he did it for so long. So I think. He stands the test of time more than John Madden. Not trying to take a shot at John Madden, but I think you understand what I'm saying. You, you know what? It's interesting you bring that up, Casey. I would say if you put Madden in Scully's world, I agree with you. If you put Scully in the world, we put Madden, which is transcending the microphone, mm-hmm. video games, bus rides. Like, he is football. He's the Hall of Fame. You know, you know the name uh, in every grocery. Like, I can't go into a grocery store and everybody's going to know Vince Scully. Right. No. But, but I, you know what I thought about last night? And people don't realize this because we live in a sports world. There are a lot of people, and I don't know what the percentages are, that really just don't pay attention to sports at all. Like, my mom is one – like, if I call my mom up right now and be like, Mom, do you believe Vince Scully passed away? She'd be like, who? Hmm. Like, she really would. 
Would she know who John Madden is? She would. All right. She would. But but I don't think she knows Vince Scully. And so, but my thought on that is, Mom, you missed out. Like, Mom, you're like 70, and you missed out on Vince Scully. Like, it was, <laughs> like, you seriously, if you're not a sports fan, to, to not even listen to him, you don't have to be a sports fan to listen to him. Because we appreciate greatness, like if you're a singer or uh, an actor or, a, or an athlete or, or whatever, right? Well, the people that don't pay attention to sports, I thought about this last night, they missed out on Vince Scully if they never heard him, didn't want to hear him, didn't pay attention. Like, he was that good. Yeah. <laughs> it was that good. And it would have been enjoyable for even a non-sports fan to listen uh, to Vince Scully call a game. All right, we take a break. We're live in Canton, Ohio. We'll get back to some of the football stuff, but certainly wanted to uh, pay tribute to the late great uh, Vince Scully here on ESPN 690 today. We'll be right back. a deal like this um you know you're talking about a a 23 year old player that's won a world series won a batting title um you know perennial mvp and has done you know historic things at that age i think we all were on the same page sitting down and kind of talking about what it meant for our franchise between eric myself Peter. you know i think we had lines but at the end of the day we wanted to get it done well that's all about the juan soto trade padres wow I mean, you guys talk again. You guys spent a lot of time talking about it, uh, but just to, to elevate it, maybe to, to one more level. You think about it over the last 24 hours: Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr., and Soto. Yeah, it's pretty disgustingly nuts. I mean, what is that like? Like, you know, the Jeter documentary is going on right now, and they say like Bernie Williams, Jeter, and. I don't know who else they threw in there, like Paul O'Neill or Posada. No, Posada wouldn't have been in that mix. But then they end up getting A-Rod. I mean, there's been some trios in New York as well, even recently, with Giancarlo and, and Judge. And I would say, like, LeMahieu, who I think is really good. Um, you go all the way to the Seattle days when Rodriguez was with, like, Ken Griffey Jr. and A-Rod. But it was a young A-Rod. I mean, golly, man. I mean, you get Soto is 23. How old is Fernando Tatis Jr.? Like, 24? Two, twenty-four. Like, where is he? Somewhere in there. And then Machado, who's like in the prime of his career. Tatis is also twenty-three. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to sit here and and go overly dramatic and say, well, that's the best trio I've ever seen. Uh, it's got to be in the ranks, though. <laughs> you know, that's unbelievable. Yeah. No, there's no doubt about it. I think on paper they would beat anybody. Now they just got to go beat the Dodgers team that consistently goes to deep in the postseason and knows what it takes. So. I'm not going to crown them anything yet, but they have, on paper, nobody's beating them. They just got to prove it. Yeah, listen, baseball is a weird game. Like, you don't, you're not always the best. In basketball, you can be. The Rams kind of proved it last year. In football, you can be. It does not always work that way. Just ask the New York Yankees over the years. Ask the Dodgers before a couple years ago. Uh, ask a lot of teams. Uh, they've tried it and, it, and it hasn't worked. So, uh, we will see. But I like the Padres are exciting. Good for them for going for it. It's amazing. Uh, what they were able to pull off, and we'll talk more baseball as we go along. Do want to get back to uh, some football chatter. Brett Martineau, uh, along with Stuart Weber here in Canton, Ohio. Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz back in the Action Sports Shack studios. And uh, we've got a football game tomorrow night. Casey, I know we have a bet with Luke Fortner. Uh, is he going to play or not? Uh, does this make you nervous? The Jags signed offensive lineman Bo Benshaw today. No. Nope. Maybe, maybe have to get some depth because Luke Fortner might not play. No, nah, who is Benshaw? I don't know. He's out of, like, Wisconsin. 
Uh, he's appeared in three NFL games, so he's got some experience now. Is he a center? Uh, he's offensive line. No, I don't think he's a center. But, I mean, these guys are so versatile, Casey. Like, he could probably play center. I ain't worried about it. You better check. What time's the game? Eight? Eight o'clock, yeah. Yeah, so right around eight, because, you know, I'm on YouTube TV, so it's delayed like a couple extra minutes. By 8.04, Brent, Jags get the ball first. You're going to see a little FaceTime from me. You better pick it up. You better pick it up because old Fortner's going to be on the field. Turn it pick down, it though, because I'm going to be cursing. But turn it down. You turn know what it I'm down in the press I don't box. want you to get my AirPods out. in. Yeah, there you go. And I, I, you know, just I'll, I'll collect I, my money. I, Venmo, I hope Cash your App, YouTube, PayPal, whatever you got. I hope your YouTube TV goes out tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to find a way. I'm going to find I, a way. We're, um, I, I don't know how much you guys talked about this. You may be winning a bet. You probably did talk about it. But the, where we're getting at is Luke Fortner. I didn't think would play at all in this game because essentially, and I talked about some other media folks yesterday before I left for when I was at practice. I said, listen, if you you didn't see him there a bunch, like he wasn't taking first team reps in the spring, and then you started camp and said, this is our guy, like this is our guy, like we haven't seen a lot, but this is our guy over over a player like Tyler Shatley who's had a lot of NFL experience, quite frankly, with a young quarterback, and they said, hey, Fortner's our guy. So if you knew that. Like, I don't understand why you need to see him for, like, a series or two or however many snaps to, to not, uh, tomorrow night. When you can get a, get a good look at him next week and, and the week after, uh, and you start, probably won't play him in Atlanta. But, like, I get it. Young guys are going to play. But if you really already – I mean, Doug Peterson said yesterday, Casey, he's like, oh, he's unbelievable. Like, he's the word unbelievable about Fortner. And that was after he had a rough day on Monday. Yeah. So, I mean, this they're really high on him is my point. If you're that high on somebody like that, uh, like Travis Etienne coming off injury, I would say Trayvon Walker, you know, like he's going to start. Like, why do you need to play those guys in a game that you just put pads on four days ago? I don't really understand it, quite frankly. Well, I mean, he also said that any rep he can get is valuable. And he's used the word valuable reps with not everybody, but multiple rookies he's used it for. So I think he thinks the reps are valuable. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe get some of those jitters out of the way first game. And, look, you played for Kentucky, SEC, battle-tested, all that. I get it. I'm not convinced that the game's not going to be too quick for him. Get him in there, see what it's like, play a couple series. Brent pays me my money, and then we move on to the Browns <laughs> yeah, game. $20. By the way, I owe him 20 bucks in the bet bucket if uh, Fortner plays a snap. If he doesn't, he owes me a Trey Lance card. That's true. So That's what it was. I couldn't remember, but, yeah. Yeah, Trey Lance. Yeah, we probably won't remember Trey Lance a couple of years from now either, but I'm getting a card of him Come just on, in bro. case. Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> you have 100 of them. Um, so many. Do we – how many – okay, let's just say Fortner plays. So are you of the mindset – I forget when we were talking about this. Like, do, I don't know if fans even – fans are so savvy. Jags fans are smart. They know they want to get to the regular season healthy too. Uh, they know the roster still isn't, like, as talented as everybody else. So once you start losing guys, that becomes a concern and a problem. Do you want to see guys play tomorrow? Like, do you think there's actual, other than Fortner to win a bet, like, do you no. want to see Trayvon Walker play no. tomorrow? Nope. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're you're kind of of the mindset you're cool if, like, guys don't play. Yeah, I, I'm cool. I probably went a little too in-depth yesterday with Doug Peterson saying some of the ones will play. I literally broke down every person listed as a one yeah. on the depth chart. Yeah. And I've established that there's a couple guys I would like to see play that I know you're going to be like, what are you talking about? You're an idiot. But, um, yeah, I don't need to see Walker, you know, Josh Allen, none of those guys. The younger guys, and I'm telling you, this is the one that I think you're going to push back on. I want to see Jenkins and Cisco play at the same time. 
I know what you're going to say. They're not going to play. You're stupid. I get it. But if we couldn't put Cisco out because they couldn't communicate, and then Jenkins gets hurt and we did put Cisco out, let them play, like, one series and show that they can communicate. Yeah. Work something in with the Raiders, like, hey, throw a deep ball, and then we'll see if they talk to each other. And worst case scenario, you guys score seven points. I don't think, by the way, I don't call you stupid, at least on air very often. Yeah, you should see my text. uh, Secondly, I would see that. I know what you're saying, so this takes away from it. I just don't think they'll do that to the veteran of a Rayshon Jenkins. Probably not. I think if you're going to sit all the other six-year guys, you're probably not going to play him in that respect. I will say one guy that I didn't think would play the other day, I didn't make a bet about it, but it certainly sounds like he will play, is Snoop Conner. Oh, he's, and, and, he's the starter, it sounds Armstead. like. Yeah, Yeah. so Connor and Armstead are going to play. I thought maybe it could be one or the other, but it looks like it's going to be both, and they'll get a lot of the carries. So mm-hmm. keep an eye on the running back situation could be really the thing to watch maybe tomorrow because I think those guys could see some action in the regular season. I think a lot of these other guys outside of maybe a Fortner or somebody, uh, they'll probably won't see as much action through the regular season. We take a break. 4 o'clock hour coming up. Hey, a big story today over at the University of North Florida. We'll go to the phone line for that. And you can see the story on Gardner Minshew. We'll have some fun with that one coming up in the 4 o'clock hour on ESPN 690.